and welcome to the Surviving Trauma Stories of Hope podcast. In this episode today, I'll be speaking about setting intentions and resolutions for the new year that I will actually keep. It's okay to be excited about the new year. I certainly am. All the festivities are over and I had a wonderful time with my family and here I find myself standing before 2023 with new vigor. I'm excited for what this year is going to bring and how my life is going to change for the positive. I love setting intentions. I love setting uh, resolutions for the year because I feel like if you take charge of your life and you engage with it in a meaningful way, that's a good way to start. When we talk about resolutions, statistics shows us that at least 9 to 12% of people keep their New Year's resolutions on average. And a 2007 study showed that 12% of people who set resolutions are successful, even though 52% of the participants were confident. In a 2014 study, the reasons for failure that were stated was that people had unrealistic goals, right? They did not keep track of their progress. They forgot about their resolutions and about one in 10 people who failed said they made too many resolutions. The most popular New Year's resolutions that people set every year is to eat healthier, to exercise more, to lose weight and saving money is the following, but it's not as popular as the others. But luckily I can say that there is a way to be more mindful with setting intentions and resolutions for the new year to help you achieve everything that you set your mind to. And here I want to share my steps to setting intentions and resolutions that has helped me in the past. So number one, reflect on the previous year. I love doing this. And if you've been following on the podcast, then you'll know that last week I published an episode which was all about reflecting on 2022 and the lessons learned. So when I take some time to reflect on prompts that help me to reflect, then, you know, I can give myself some recognition for how far I've come. So when I do that, I always do it from a place of gratitude and centeredness. Without these, it's easy to fall into ungratefulness and unappreciation. And when we do that, we only see the things that are not working out for us. We, we fail to see the things that are really working out or the things that worked out in the previous year. So this is uh, not a great place to start when you are facing the new year and you want to set positive intentions and resolutions for yourself. But from this place of centeredness, you are empowered. And so I love to be centered when I do that. I like to reflect and I like to look back and say, what worked? What were the things that went well? What were the things that didn't work? And what were the things that didn't go so well? Number two, understand your required growth. So I ask myself, how much do you want to grow in the new year? And how much I want that growth to steer me closer to my medium and my long-term goals? Once I'm clear in my mind, I set clear intentions to help me grow. Growth is like an constant evolution journey, right? And I recognize that every year represents opportunities for growth. And so these opportunities can be positive and negative. And so I equip myself with the tools to take on the opportunity to learn the lessons, even if they are challenging. So unfortunately, you know, in my experience, these opportunities and lessons are not something that I have control over. Life is this funny way of just handing them to me. That is why I set these written goals with growth opportunities where I have control, you know. For example, when I wrote my book, I had very specific goals. I knew that I wanted to share my story and I knew that I wanted to share it in a format of a book 
So I set written goals for when I started the journey of becoming a published author. Number three, transfer the vision to writing. When I write my intentions and resolutions down, I can easily keep track of my progress. If I don't, I'll forget like most of it and I never reach my halfway mark. I never liked spreadsheets, but now I'm a huge fan. So I transfer my vision to spreadsheets. So in my mind, I know what it is that I want to achieve for that year. So I transfer my vision to spreadsheets. Um, You can also use a vision board and I have a board. So for example, with my book, I definitely used a board and I made sure that my board was up and it was visible throughout the entire 10 months that I wrote my book. So I knew what I was working toward and I assigned timelines and due dates, which really helped me to stay on track. Number four, set specific themes when transferring the vision. I like to group the different intentions under separate themes. For example, if I set specific short-term and long-term goals under finance, then I will write those down and I will prepare a realistic and an achievable monthly budget. I will look at savings and I'll look at long-term goals like retirement, investment, other themes in my life that I also like to review on an annual basis is personal growth. For example, I will look at the mental growth. I will look at my physical growth, my spiritual growth, my social growth, my emotional development or my emotional growth. And I will write all of these down and I will set very clear intentions for each one of those. And I will make sure that I stick to them. So when it comes to spiritual growth, I will set down clear practices that I know I want to do in my life. But I'm also realistic. For example, if I'm not someone who loves meditation or wants to get in meditation or have an interest in meditation, then setting that intention and not really having an interest in it is kind of pointless because it probably will fall by the wayside quite early on. And so I make sure that the intentions and the resolutions that I set, they are very clear when it comes to these overarching themes. And I make sure that they are achievable and I don't get to do daily devotion. But what I will do is on the day that I remember oh my goodness, I didn't do my devotion yesterday because I had to be somewhere really early or I had to do something. Well, sometimes you just wake up and you scroll when you really shouldn't be doing that. I will say, okay, let me have a read and see what the message was yesterday. Number five, hold yourself accountable. Studies on accountability found that Chances of completing a goal increase to 65% if you tell someone about the commitment. Now, I can say yes, I agree with this, but it's even more impressive because those odds raise to 95% if you have a specific meeting with your accountability partner. So when I was writing my book, I made sure I had clear deadlines to hold myself accountable. I made a public announcement and I invited my community to follow along on the publishing journey. That helped me to stay on track and publish in May of 2022, as I promised. And I also had smaller deadlines and weekly meetings with my editor to keep me on track. And so telling, so telling someone like a spouse, a family member, a friend, or even your online community, 
is powerful because it keeps you accountable. And I remember there were people who stood, actually sent me messages at the time saying, whoa, you're making this announcement. What a big commitment. And I was like, okay, well, you keep your eyes peeled. May 2022, that's when you'll have my book. Can I sign you up? And so, you know, holding yourself accountable to these intentions and resolutions is a way to ensure success. Number six, as I said earlier, be flexible. Being flexible and adjusting how, you know, I respond when I'm faced with an unforeseen obstacle helped me grow stronger and feel inspired and become more empowered. If you are flexible and things don't go your way, you can easily pivot And you don't feel like a failure in those moments because you realize that life happens and you're not failing at anything because you're not meeting the the goal or the intention or that resolution that you said, but you're simply taking a different route to get there. And I will say that when I cannot reach a measurable target, I separate the intention and the resolution. So for example, if I say, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and I want to do a 30 minute workout every morning before work. And I want to lose five kilograms by May. If I see that in the first month, I am not on target to lose the five kilograms, which is the resolution, but I still keep the intention of going to the gym and getting there at you know, um, for the 30 minute workout, then I separate them. Because if I can keep the intention and get to the gym and do the 30 minute workout every day, the byproduct of that will probably be the resolution that I made to lose five kilograms by May. And so it, it just makes you feel a whole lot better about the achievement, because there are no failures here. And then lastly, I want to say reward yourself. Even if it's so small that people think, how can you even celebrate something like that? When I was writing my book, I celebrated small victories. When I finished a chapter, I celebrated that. And I got the green light, I celebrated that. When I made it to the end of revisions, I celebrated that. When I submitted to copy editing, I celebrated that. When I was done with proofreading, I celebrated that. When I revealed my book cover, I celebrated that. All of the small milestones were so important to lead me to the bigger milestone, which was ultimately publishing my book and taking it into the world and releasing the story to those that it's intended to find. These celebrations don't have to be extravagant, but it can be something small. Just take the time, recognize the achievement and gift yourself like a lunch with some bubbles or a nice massage or a night out with your friends or some daytime fun with your family. Recognize and celebrate the little victories. And, you know, if you do that in life, it will make the bigger ones even more special. That's all that I have for you today. My seven tips on how to set intentions and resolutions for the new year that you keep. Happy 2023 to you, my listeners, and may this be a fantastic year filled with new opportunities, happiness, goals, achievements, and many new inspirations in your life. I wish you a year fully loaded with joy, and I hope that this year will be the best year of your life. May all your hopes be fulfilled and all your dreams come true. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. Please leave me a comment on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, and let me know what you think of this episode and what intentions and resolutions you set for yourself. Take care. I'll see you again in the next episode. Bye.